2: Welcome back to The Family with Tom Bernard. Sitting in for Tom Bernard, I'm Dave Schrader, along with...
3: Hackmaster, Ralph W. Basham, M.D.
0: And sitting in for Andy, Cassie Schrader.
2: We've got Kristen Burt next. Stay tuned, you're listening to The Family.
1: And plus the fact I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out
4: with you. Yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs>
1: no, yeah, okay, ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant.
2: Welcome back to the program. This is the family with Tom Bernard, and Tom, Tom, and family. Bernard. Have the week off, and on the short week, I'm filling in. I'm Dave Schrader, along with me, Cassie Schrader, my wife, and the lovelier and very roguish today, I must say, Ralph Basham.
3: Thank you. Ralph. Lovely, lovely. That's a nice, yeah. nice be, pass. Be like yeah. A, a breath <laughs> of fresh air. In yeah. you want to get a drink later?
2: Yeah, I do. As a matter of fact. And speaking of amazing guests, we've got Kristen Bird online with us live. Hello, Kristen.
0: Uh, I think she she's muted herself. You've muted <laughs> If Chris let me text She's her like, if you, She's like, not, Tom her. Her. I'm, I'm unmuted. Can you hear me?
2: There you are. Hello. Oh,
3: so good to hear that oh, voice hello. of yours. It's a beauty. How beautiful. are
2: you?
0: I'm good. Ralph, you're rogue today? What's going on?
3: Rogue? Oh, I, I'm just sort of rogue dressed. I'm not, uh, I'm not dressed for... Not dressed for the office, not dressed for seeing patients. I'm just sort of rogue dress. It
2: kind of looks like he could be a cat burglar today. He's got the black yeah. turtleneck. Yeah. Well, I, I walked. I, walked I, was,
3: I did surgery this morning. I I, I walked to work, so it's, it's a sort of more casual dress. You never when you're in the office, you're on your pajamas, You're in those scrubs and your, your pajamas, pajamas. <laughs> It's kind of what they call them pajamas. You know, whatever. Right. And so I'm in there, so people only see you in that, and that's not very really flattering. So to begin with, and unless you wear really tight ones. You know, but then you wear real tight ones, and then people whine and fuss, and then they ride up, and it just don't. It's a, it's a ter- terrible thing where you try to look good in scrubs, men and women for that matter.
2: I think you need a hug, buddy. I know. You a little.
0: I know. I didn't expect a whole like dissertation. <laughs> we've,
2: of we've, scrubs. We found a sensitive moment for Ralph. Yeah. Well, you look good today. Scrubs or not?
3: Oh, well, that, that's well. That's the thing. You know, when you're oh, and you're a resident. You know, it's just you know people would walk around with scrubs on, and some. Some of the staff would wear ones that are too tight. You know, some should have worn ones that are that tight because they look great. And other ones shouldn't because it doesn't look great. You know, they should be extra larger than the large. And then, oh, it's just, and some of the, oh, it, 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 it was a whole different experience when you're, when you were a resident. You
2: Welcome know. to the therapy hour. That, the, the
3: therapy family. hour. Yeah. And then PTSD. Some of the, that's right. And some of the, you know, some, some of the, you know the, the nurses, they would wear, you know, they had the bait out. They were wearing stuff that was tight and.
2: Made out there. Welcome to the Me Too movement, (laughs) Ralph.
3: Well, that's what kind of what it was. was That that, was was, was at that time. At that time, (laughs) that was there was nothing wrong with wanting to marry a doc. Oh my
2: God, Kristen, what's going on in the world of entertainment that can save us from Ralph Basham's PTSD, (laughs) post traumatic (laughs) scrub disorder?
3: Let me me get into my bottle of Prozac here. (laughs)
0: like oh my gosh that is a hot mess on scrubs (laughs) who knew (laughs)
3: that's right that's right that's that's what that's that's the other thing yeah first of all time i saw gray's anatomy people were people were in the in the in like the one of the laundry closets and they're going at it in the laundry closet i said where was i when this was going on
2: you were the guy holding the camera i I, I, was
3: no i was i said man this never happened when i was a resident you know just too much
0: but did it happen and you just didn't know it happened
3: Oh, I'm, oh, I'm sure I'm certain that, you know, at some point that sort of stuff's gone on. But that was uh, n- I was too busy. I was too busy trying to take care of patients. I mean, there's sick people around. I mean, <laughs> when you're you know, when they call when they call you at two in, two in the morning, say, hey, J- hey, Jim's up here. He's he's having chest pain. You know, and some guys having a massive heart attack in the middle of the night when he was sleeping. That's a bad, sick person. Man, you are up. There. Oh, just a lot of a lot of stress associated with us. I didn't have really have the hormonal drive for that sort of thing at that time.
2: Kristen, I'm just going to ask that whatever we talk about in this next hour, you avoid medical drugs. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's another no- <laughs> don't, <laughs> no- <laughs> don't bring <laughs> up the she mash reboot. All
0: off the table. Oh, yeah.
3: that's another a, oh, okay, one. <laughs>
0: that's
3: another <laughs> Hey, did anybody see red, red, red Notice? Do you see Red Notice?
2: I have
0: not. Yeah, it's not that good.
3: Yeah, well, what? Yeah, did it you was like it a, a little formulaic.
0: Oh, would I it yeah, cute. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's perfect for Netflix because you're like, it's free essentially. Yeah, it's, a <laughs> yeah. <subscription. laughs> it's free. Forget about that subscription you're paying every month. It's free. If yeah. you watch enough content, you're like, oh, that was like a fifty cent movie.
3: That's right. Okay. that's right. You watch enough content. you got you, you gotta amortize. amortize your Netflix over enough movies. <laughs> and it's <just> enough.
0: <laughs>
2: well, Kristen, what about it? See, I've heard great things about it, but I just saw the movie Free Guy with Ryan Reynolds, and it's a Ryan Reynolds vehicle. It's he's the same character in every movie. He's just a little bit, more pure and, like, you know, innocent in this movie, but he's still got the same biting sense of humor, and, and, you know, of course, he's playing the wickedly handsome guy and everybody's got a crush on him kind of thing. So it's it, he really has kind of fallen into that vein of just playing Ryan Reynolds in every movie. Is is that what Red Notice is like as well?
0: I, I was just going to say, just like The Rock does in all of his movies, or Adam Sandler does in his Agreed. movies, occasionally he'll, he'll step out and do a drama, so I, I will right. give him that, but... I, I do think that a lot of actors, once they find that formulaic movie where they can make a lot of the box office, they can get a huge salary. It works for them. Mm-hmm. It's a little lazy. But at the same time, if you just want to, like, work and have a good time at it and make you know, money, that's the way to do it.
3: You know, the, the question I had about that movie and, and a lot of the Ryan Reynolds movies is that how much is ad libbed? How much do they say? Set up a scene, and then is it ad lib or they give him lines? But and then he ad libs those lines and is is doing this on the fly to a certain huh. extent.
0: I haven't heard of him being like a huge ad libber compared to, um, let's say, like a Will Ferrell or uh, Steve Carell. Like especially when they were on The Office, there was so much improv going mm-hmm. on in that particular set. I don't hear that as much with Brian Reynolds. Because
3: hmm. that, that, I when I hear it, it just just seems so. I know, or he's writing these lines. I mean, it just seems like so much of the the dialogue, the syntax and everything is just Deadpool. Well, I think
2: that's his that, strength is that yeah. he plays it off as though he is just that kind of witty guy. And he can even take the word and make it seem like it's literally rolling off his tongue.
3: Mm-hmm. I know I,
2: I'm going to pull a pin on a grenade here. I probably don't want to do. But I, did you ever watch the TV show Scrubs? No. Nope. It was a, a comedy medical show. And Neil uh, Flynn, I think Back his name off. was... Right, Zach Braff, but Neil Flynn, who played the janitor. Um, <laughs> they said that, like, half of his lines, they literally just, in the script, said, and Neil says something here, because he was so good at off-the-cuff insanity, and then whatever he would do, they just had to play off of. So, like, these moments of, of pure just kind of mm-hmm. improv on set. So i, I got to give credit to guys like that that can do it, and and they said he'd give, like, 30 lines and they were all hilarious, and then the editors just had to go in and pick one that they liked the best, and wow. that the, the, the cast responded to. So, yeah, but I think Ryan Reynolds probably yeah. has a big hand in these shows now, uh, in the creative. At least that's my take on it.
3: Yeah, you know, well, um, Johnny Depp, same thing. I mean, he 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 got his character in uh, uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, and that's the that's uh, what's his name, that's the pirate right there. Same character, same slurred, kind of sun-baked, drunk, uh, high kind of character, and it's exact. It's virtually exactly the same. Same lisp, same t- little to his voice. So, yeah. Once you get, once you get that character, yeah, you once give you get Johnny that
2: Johnny Depp, the credit. I mean, this guy's played a deep and wide variety of characters, yeah. and he can be many different characters. He can, He's not he always can, Johnny Depp.
3: He can be, but if you get that character. That's the money character, yeah. man. You you're he, writing check. You just you're just writing yourself checks.
0: Well, he based that character well, off I, of Keith Richards. Oh, that's, that's well how, the pirates. Character. Yeah, but that drunken Yes, yeah, well Jack Sparrow, but very similar to. Um, I mean, they Edward Scissorhands. They all kind of fall into this very specific character makeup. There's a lot of. You know, he sort of hides behind all of that, um, and he did rest on that for quite a while. Yeah,
3: and there's and there's nothing wrong. There's truly nothing wrong for an actor to do that because you get to make a living, and it's a straightforward kind of a thing. And you, you know, it's just, but it's a reality of, I think most uh, most actors have that, or certainly most actors want that because it's it is a paycheck. I mean, it is a great paycheck.
2: Yeah, but I think you get that actor fatigue, right? I mean, that's why I don't think you see Will Ferrell. Mm-hmm. In many movies right now. Well, he's
3: out. He's, what, what's the one he's on where he's, uh, he's he's got a beard and he's.
0: Oh, it's that new show on Apple. It's TV like this, with uh, oh, it's,
2: the, the psychologist next door or
3: something. Yeah, mm-hmm. something like that. Psychiatrist yeah. next door. It's the, it's the same thing, but it's the same thing. It's the same deadpan kind of thing and whatnot. So, let's just all go back to Elf and watch that.
0: <laughs> I love Elf. I, I will never tire of Elf. I have to be honest. <laughs> yeah, it
3: is. That's a sweet movie. It's really. That's well done, and I mean, he, he and to his credit, it's, a, it's really a good character for him, and it's not quite—he's not running around naked like in some of those. Which one what was? No, and, and if anyone
0: who loves Elf, if yeah. you go on Netflix, they do the behind-the-scenes look at. Um, Elf, I think it's called The Movies Who Made Us. Yeah. And they do a whole segment episode on it. It's fantastic.
2: He turned down $29 million to reprise that character to do a sequel to Elf. Hmm. And he said, no, this one just feels like it needs to stand on its own. So I give him a lot of credit. $29 million. That's a lot of bank mm-hmm. to say no to. Especially for a guy who did, you know, all the other movies he's
3: done. Plates <laughs> <Lights> of Glory. <laughs> yeah. I never looked this up, but is it true hmm. that Abba was offered a billion dollars to come back and they didn't they turned it down
2: abba has come back but did you hear what they're doing they've released a new album and they're going to do a virtual tour so they've been scanned but they've been scanned and they're going to be on stage as a a hologram hologram. as they looked in the 70s
3: that's creepy (laughs) that's creepy that is but that but there's your wave of the future once they're scanned once you got them they're here forever that and that's and that's the thing about actors. That my, my question I've raised before is that at what point are we really not going to have actors? Are we going to have just uh, CGI characters that are introduced to us, or, or if there's an actor, uh, they get CGI'd in like uh, anybody, like Johnny Depp. He could be CGI'd in, and they make him whatever it is from that because he's done enough movies, you have enough uh, enough language from him. That you can make them do anything in the world, well, be Kristen, in any movie there, you
2: want. I thought there was just some big news that some celebrities right now are selling their like afterlife rights to movie companies for just that purpose, so that they can be repurposed into other movies. Whoa.
4: I
0: hadn't heard that, but that totally makes a lot of sense.
2: Yeah, because honestly, it, it does. I think they've locked in some old classics. I, I was I was mentioning this. I would I would be interested in seeing a movie like The Godfather redone with Jimmy Cagney, Edward G. Robinson, Humphrey Bogart, and you've got all these people that do amazing imitations of actors that you could pull that off. I'd love to see an old time actor doing a new movie. Could you imagine you wow. know seeing a um, Fred Astaire in in The Greatest Showman or something? You know we've oh. got these amazing musicals with. With original old talent, I just wonder how they'd look. Or mm-hmm. Fred
3: Astaire dancing around in Godfather.
2: Yeah, that would be good too. <laughs>
3: there you go, dancing around. I has got to make it
2: weird. <laughs> Godfather the musical. That's the reboot. I think they're gonna. I, I wouldn't be too. They'll
0: it, it, probably do it.
2: Right. I don't think we're too far off from seeing that. I think we will see sequels of Die Hard in the future. That are, are Bruce Willis. You know, in the year twenty fifty nine, it'll be. It'll be that Whoa. have you seen how good that deep fake uh AI is now that where they can Oh now it now, over.
3: now it's unbelievably good. The Whoa.
0: Tom Cruise one is crazy. Have you seen the Tom Cruise oh, one? no,
2: I've seen a bunch of different ones but what's really weird yeah. is even in the hands of the public they did that Mandalorian scene for um, spoiler alert if you haven't seen the last episode of last season's Mandalorian if you haven't tune out for about 30 seconds here. All right. Luke Skywalker shows up. And he's young, a well, right. camel But the deepfake was not great. Some guy at home did it on his computer, and now Disney has hired him to redo some of the, the graphics. So they've got the ability at home now to create these. And that's why they said they're looking at new laws, because this could be really damaging. A horse. You could have you know a presidential candidate on screen saying the N-word and hateful things, and then submit that as wow look at we caught on film you know as he was mm-hmm. in our town and that could cause a lot of controversy well,
3: exactly? That, that that that's that that's just one part but the other part is the economic uh, th- uh, impact to a actor. Mm-hmm. Carrie Fisher looked really good in that one Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. You know and, and who who's the the actor who played uh Governor uh, Governor Tarkin?
2: Oh right, uh, Christopher yeah. uh Yeah, Lee? he was it Christopher he, Lee.
3: No, you, you, but you looked at When you looked at it, you, you looked at it very carefully. You could see that it was CGI. Right. But, man, it was really good, and it just is going to get better. Exactly. As computing power goes, gets higher, it's going to get better and better and better. So at some point, it's going to be seamless.
2: Do you know who should have stepped in and gotten a, uh, a video capture of themselves <laughs> and only doing concerts that way right now, Kristen? Who? Tiffany. Did you hear what happened? To her?
0: <gasps> oh I heard I saw that. Yeah I Tiffany did. lashes out at
2: fans during a train wreck show. F you guys, she says. Tiffany certainly wasn't alone when she slurred profanities at a group of fans on Saturday. the 80s singing sensation now age 50. Was she really a singing sensation? I think she had two hits but she was still yeah she, was, I,
0: yeah, she had, I think we're alone now and then what was the other one
2: I can't even remember Doesn't then she did me. like this uh,
0: that's the only one I remember yeah, she
2: did the song from the Jetsons movie that kind of was big and that's it it says the 80s singing sensation now age 50 was caught on camera verbally abusing concert goers at her show in Lake Park Florida the former teen idol was partway through a performance of her biggest hit 1987's I think we're alone now When she lashed out at the crowd for an unknown reason. F you guys, Tiffany mumbled into her microphone as she stood barefoot on stage. The star then dropped another f-bomb before slurring something inaudible. This is my hit, she subsequently yelled at fans, and if you hear the audio, this is my hit. Yeah, I'll it sounds it like, like she's it. drinking bourbon and like eight <laughs> packs of smokes a day. She sounds like the mama from "Throw Mama from the Train." I kid you not.
3: Is she, was she pulling a uh, uh, Janis Joplin with the uh, Southern
2: Comfort? Oh, uh, it's it's. Her, uh, you would not recognize this as her voice. She goes, "This is my hit." She subsequently yelled at the fans, "I'm going to sing it right." Tiffany then launched into a chorus of the classic track, I think we're alone. <laughs> not, it, it, it is so bad, but she's cursing out the audience. I don't know what it is. Maybe the audience deserved it. I know there's a lot of, of these celebrities who have been taking heat on stage from fans doing and saying rude things to them. And when you're in the front row and you're, you know, I mean, she put on some weight. Maybe somebody made a comment about her weight and she was, you know, getting irritated at the audience. I don't know. but
0: I, I have the audio. Yeah, let
2: me hear this audio. From the Muppets to a version. <laughs> 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 hey, now. A it a Here's
0: better than this. Well, it's uh,
2: like a bad karaoke yeah, night. Oh, <laughs>
0: Tiffany, just. Uh... <laughs> oh. You know what's crazy about all of this too is that she used to tour back in the day with right. New Kids on the Block. And New Kids on the Block the other night were on the American Music Awards, doing a really good job. No, right. they obviously had a bigger career than Tiffany did. But you just kind of look at the two of them and go, where did she go wrong? Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: You know, it was funny when uh, in the 80s, I lived in Illinois, and uh, Woodfield Mall was one of my hangouts. Yeah. And I was walking around the mall with some of my buddies, and there's this big thing going on in the rotunda. And I go walking up behind it, and I'm looking at it, and there's this really cute little redhead standing there in a jean jacket. She goes, what's going on? I go, I don't know. I guess uh, some singer's going to be performing. She goes, what's her name? And I look around the corner and I go, Tiffany. She goes, have yeah. you ever heard of her? I go, no, haven't heard a word from her. And she goes, uh, well, that's weird. What do you think she sings? I go, I don't know. She's hot. I think I'll go watch her. And she goes, cool, let me know if you enjoy the show. And I go out there and sit. And she comes out through the stage. Oh, she didn't look cute. anything like her pictures. She was It's not like she wasn't attractive, but she was just this cute little non-assuming redhead in the 80s. And having never heard or seen Tiffany, she came out and sang, I think, We're Alone Now uh, in the Rotunda. And uh, pointed at me and laughed while she was up there singing because I was, oh, it's you. That's right. But uh, yeah, that was her big, big break was mall tours.
3: hmm Wow. Yeah, really?
2: Yeah. You'd yep. you'd go to the mall. That's and how she would, got started. Yeah, they would break these bands, these these little singers into these mall areas, and that's how they get started. So,
3: oh, okay, so that so that was sort of the. Uh... So the farm system for that.
2: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, wow. that's what they did with Britney Spears as well. Yeah. yeah. You know, over a decade later. Well, yeah, because, like, they kind of, and they kind of teamed her up, like, put her against Debbie Gibson. So they were kind of like the Christina Aguilera and Britney of the 80s, where it was like, either, are you a Debbie Gibson fan or are you a Tiffany fan? And then, you know, in the 2000s, it became Christina and Britney. And, but, yeah, they tried to make, the media try to make it seem like Debbie and Tiffany hated each other, which they didn't. Actually, I think they were friends.
2: I just love mm-hmm. the fact that uh, <laughs> that they got Tiffany to do Playboy in like the early 2000s, and they're like, "Way to stay relevant, Playboy." <laughs> <laughs>
0: Or they were both trying to stay relevant. It really was what it was.
2: (laughs) Well, I think I love their, they did a movie called, like it was like Mega Python versus Mega Gator on Sci-Fi Channel. It was one of those horrible movies. And Debbie Gibson had been the star of like Mega Gator. And Tiffany was the star of Mega Python. And they crossed this movie over. So they had Tiffany and Debbie Gibson in the same movie. And they (laughs) were like, you could get buttons. You were team uh, Tiffany or team (laughs) Debbie. I was team Debbie, just so we're clear. Just so we're clear, Ralph Basham. But, uh,
3: you, but you had met Tiffany. How could you do that? you know no You don't want to get yelled at. You, like that. hoping to meet Debbie. <laughs> yeah, you're hoping to meet Debbie. Oh, there Good you go.
2: God. Yeah, that was. Uh, that's crazy. She's blowing up at the audience. I don't know. At what point do you just think, you know what? It's time to step back. But I guess if you're trying to make a living, you just do what you can, right? You, you keep.
3: You work forever. We're, we're out there. Yep. You, you, people work forever. Right? And. and one of the things, I'm, I'm I'm convinced that one of the things that's the most difficult thing for an actor, singer, performer, entertainer, any fun. the thing that's, it's not the money that's hard to give up, it's the adulation and all of the fussing that goes over when you're there, and, oh, yes, sir, yes, ma'am, oh, I'll get it for you, can I get anything else for you? It's this, there's a piece to that, whenever you perform, that is generally there. You're getting hair and makeup, you're getting wardrobe, you're getting all those things, and all that fussing over is... Exciting! It's fun. It's a great thing. I know that my daughter. That's one of the things when she was on TV. That was one of the things she enjoyed the most. Hair and makeup, you know, and, and it was just this fun thing to do and be involved with. Because you're talking to the people there, and it, you're you're developing relationships that are real things. And I think that's what's hard to give up.
2: Let's uh, let's do this. Let's take a quick break. Kristen Bert, our guest, will find out from her what's going on in Hollywood and around the world and entertainment. We'll do that when we return to the family
1: with Tom Bernard. It's time again for my friends at Profile. The holidays are coming, and while I love gathering with family and friends, I don't love the weight gain that usually follows. That's why I'm glad my Profile coach, Haley, has given me the tools I need to have a healthier holiday season. I've learned it's not about being perfect. It's about having a game plan ahead of time and making better choices. I know I can still enjoy good company and good food without going overboard and derailing my weight loss progress. Look, I've lost over 100 pounds, and I'm keeping it off. Join Profile this month and take advantage of their buy three, get three deal. Pay for three months of health coaching and get three months absolutely free. Profile has helped me and they can help you too. Profile has six metro locations as well as Waite Park, Mankato and Rochester. Visit ProfilePlan.com forward slash Twin Cities today to set up a free consultation. That's ProfilePlan.com forward slash Twin Cities, ProfilePlan.com forward slash Twin Cities.
4: I said, sisters, if you only knew, you would wish you were in my shoes. Keep on using me.
2: Welcome back to the show. This is The Family with Tom Bernard. What? Tom and family have the week off. I'm Dave Schrader sitting in for Tom. Kristen Burt, our guest today. All right, Kristen, what's going on? What news did you bring to us from Hollywood.
0: You know, a lot going on, just was looking, because as I was uh, coming on to talk with you guys, the Grammy nominations came out, and I was thinking, it's so funny to me that Hollywood keeps pushing the award shows Mm -hmm. because they need to rethink the award shows. Nobody is watching them anymore. We just had American Music Awards. Nobody's watching them. doesn't matter if it's the Oscars. Nobody's watching them. For the group that's like, I don't watch award shows or Hollywood award shows because there's an agenda or they talk politics too much, nobody's watching the Country Music Awards either. So it really is just the genre itself. Um, And I'm just surprised, especially over the last two years where we've had to reinvent so many things and how to do things and how to do interviews and how to do shows in a pandemic, why they haven't rethought the award show.
2: You know what would be Mm -hmm. genius is if you do like the CMA Awards and you get down to the best song for the year. You've got the four song nominees. You've got four different stages and each band plays their song and all the audience has a voting deal and they pick right then and there who the winner is.
0: Make people, it like a reality competition show Yeah, they love
2: that <laughs> stuff If you turn it into a reality competition show Who wins the uh, best song of the year Best male vocalist Best female vocalist That might be a way to reinvigorate And get people feeling like they have something uh, vested in the show
0: yeah, and then it doesn't feel so insider because a lot of times people are. Just, it's it's literally like going to an accounting award show. Like, you know, <laughs> if you're not in the accounting business, do you really care about who wins best accountant? This no, week's best
2: really. Excel spreadsheet, Ralph Basher <laughs> from Dewey, Cheatham and Howe, Dave Schrader from the law firm. <laughs> right? Yeah, that would be horrible.
3: Oh, uh, well, you're, we. Well, you're, that's you know, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but please be gentle. That I I always thought that award show were the Ev- were the evolution of the variety shows of the '60s, mm-hmm. whereas Ed Sullivan was on for years. Uh, there were so many of those. Well, um, who were the Rolling Stones were on after the first time they were on TV was the afternoon in America was in the afternoon on Paul, uh, Douglas. No, not Douglas. Well, what, I forget. Like the was,
0: Beatles on Ed Sullivan. The Beatles I mean, on Ed so Sullivan.
3: Where, where you had you had a dog act, you had a comedian, you had you know singers, you had dancers, you had all these things. And the award shows evolved into that. You had all these acts that were going on, but now you don't have that. You just have these people giving these speeches. They go from one to the other to the other, and you don't have these little acts in between. So you've lost that. And, and you're right. There's there's this agenda, and no one wants to, it, it gets old. The agenda, it gets old. You know, it started with uh, – uh, um, Oh.
2: Well, celebrities used yeah. to be something, and I don't mean that rudely, but I mean there was this grandeur of watching this That's and right. seeing them all dolled up and looking stunning and, and handsome and dressed up and making this this kind of humanized personal deal. But now there's TV networks who 24-7 are entertainment news stations, so you're seeing them without makeup, without this. I think that stigma, that excitement of seeing the celebrities in this kind of royal, regal moment, it just doesn't hold the same that's All right. And,
3: and you're having well, pe-
0: and social media too. You right. can, you can access them at any point.
3: And there are people on social media that are getting more views than these these actors yeah. are now.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, if the, you, you're a TikTok star, you are more popular than many actors in Hollywood. That's Absolutely. Right.
3: That, that's, that's a real thing. Yeah, you know, I you know, you see you see people that are getting 1.5, 3, 10 million views on a regular basis and they and they're they have all these huge fans people I
2: miss the days when getting hit in the balls with a wiffle bat was like their biggest download video <laughs> anybody can be
0: that stuff. <laughs> yeah you have to know you have to create content you have to be a content creator in order to get these views and you know and it's funny too i think people are just like oh they're an influencer what they what do they do but people who are regularly creating content they will talk to you about the mental health issues that they come into play because you become so popular, and the pressure is on to like outdo yourself in every single video. And with TikTok, because it's little snackable bites, you know, you're not creating this 10, 15 minute video. You have to be creating 30 second, 60 second, three minute videos on a daily basis. It's a lot of stress.
3: A lot, of, and that's a lot of work. It's not that is not fair, to me. that's why there's not a lot of them to do that. I mean, that, that is, that's a lot of creativity, and and you you burn out, man. I can see people burn out on well, that. And
2: then they've got some of these stars. Uh, there's one I really like on TikTok. Uh, Jax is it? Jax sings songs or Jax writes songs? It's gotcha. like J A X writes songs, and she's just cute, bubbly, blonde. Who she'll just play these little silly songs and do things. But now she has celebrities stop in, so like she. Lindsay Sterling, the, the violinist, who's kind of a rock star violinist, mm. which sounds weird, but she's got all these huge tours and does Christmas tours. She stopped in to play violin while Jax reads this breakup text uh, or this this begging back text from her boyfriend who cheated on her with her friend. And she's reading this text while Lindsay Sterling's playing violin in the background, and now they're making that a bit. Uh, they have... She has actors and actresses stop in and sing songs. With her. it's pretty clever that she's able to to do this, and she knocks these out left and right. But you're right; I can't I can't understand mm-hmm. what the or you know h- how tough that's got to be because coming up with you know a 30 second bit or a three minute bit that hits every time that's got to be insane.
3: But when you get the followers, the actors start knocking on your door. They want the pub. Yeah. and they want in pubs. Pub. Right.
0: And the advertisers start coming by, and and you get money for it, and you're part of the content creator fund. But I think the the other thing is, what is the end game? Because as your audience starts to grow up, they're going to outgrow you. So you have to have a five-year plan. Like, I look at some of the stars that emerged on TikTok out of the pandemic, and some of them are already starting to fade. And you take a look at like the D'Amelio sisters, you barely hear about them. They were like two superstar dancing sisters throughout all of this. Addison Rae is trying to move on into acting and she had a successful like teen rom-com on Netflix a couple months ago. But you have to catch quickly. You have to catch while the iron is hot because otherwise people move on to the next person.
3: That you do you have to you have to have your product you have to have everything out there as fast as you can you're right
2: but you know the thing is is it's a different realm even if you only hit for five years some of these these tiktok stars are set for life off of what they did in five years of course well, and that- then some of them roll over into these only fan sites um uh. which you know i i I like cosplayers. I like all the cool costumes and the time and effort people put into the makeup and watching them transform from looking like Ralph Basham and suddenly they look like, like. Cher. And you're like, how the hell did they do that? I love watching those tutorials <laughs> I, they do. I
3: think that would be a bad Cher. Right, but <laughs> I'm just saying that's what's Cher. amazing.
2: You see somebody that looks like you and all of a sudden, 10 minutes into the video, they look like Cher, and you couldn't tell the difference. It's really amazing to me. So I like watching those, but then a lot of them have now gone from being really uh, amazing cosplayers to uh, flipping over to OnlyFans sites where they do scantily clad outfits and they've gone from doing this to, they have a a pay-per-view kind of page 1995 and they've got 20,000 people paying 20 bucks a month to see them model oh. negligee,
3: yeah, and they and they and and it's I, I don't think I've only got three
2: people sc- signed I, I, up I, I, to look at me doing my negligee. Well, that's because <laughs> that's, that,
3: that's because Not you're one scantily one. clad rather than unclad. Wow. Uh, so much of you know, fans only is unclad and and anything beyond that, it that is a, and that's a there that's another fascinating industry that that has come around where there is this so pornography, at whatever level you want to call it or define it, has has always driven the internet mm-hmm. it was the founding engine financial engine that ran the internet and now that is is this huge um this, this huge system of showing this and it's all this unique content and you know it and it is there are people that and i bet you there's people who subscribe to 10 15 different people on fans only you know yeah. i, I I'm willing to bet men and women it's not just men but women too I mean there's and all and all preferences as well there's one guy he was doing uh, what was he doing he was on fans only and he was a farmer he and he and he uh, he would go around he would be on his farm and he wore some tight jeans and no shirt good looking guy you know fit and everything and he's doing this stuff and he's making some money and his wife says hey uh, why don't you get rid of these clothes because the guys that are watching you would probably get a kick out of that Sure enough, boom. His popularity went up because he, he, he just –
2: But, Ralph, well, how much are, are you stuff. paying a month for it? <laughs> well, well,
3: it's, it's, I had to stop that one. It was, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, someone audited my credit card and saw that I and said it. that maybe I should not do that. Yeah. You know, you tell me, I'm
2: sorry, I thought I signed up for farmers only. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, farmers only.
3: But, but those are – and there's a real demand for that. I mean, you know, it's it's a fascinating thing that, that – you have this huge industry just based on that. And some of the people just walk around nude. That's all they do.
2: And the money, it's. Could you imagine even 1,000 people paying 20 bucks a month for four sets of photographs? I.
3: Well, there's videos. I I I, I don't know whether there's photos. I just don't know enough about it. I read I read an article about it, but it, I did I'm ask you about a shirtless articles.
2: farmer. I you know all about.
3: <laughs> well, that was in the article that it told <laughs> the story of this guy who had done this and how he had gone the fans only and had developed this fans only page by increasing the nudity on his on his page. And it's a it's a fascinating kind of a thing. But certainly, there's a real demand and a real need. And the other thing, you tap into a worldwide market. And that's where you start making money when you get into a worldwide market because this stuff is everywhere.
2: I don't know how we made the jump from uh, from award shows to fans only, but we've done it. Congratulations, team! And maybe
0: that. (laughs) And we started out with PTSD associated with Scrubs. (laughs) And
3: and you know, in that show, maybe there. So here's the here's how you save the award shows. Yes, fans only. (laughs)
2: Fans, <laughs> every oh celebrity's God. nude.
3: Boom. No, no, not oh. nude. Scantily clad.
2: Oh, okay. well, that's already you know, happening.
3: And No, <laughs> I and, know, like, yeah, that's... no scantily alert clad. Scantily, scantily or clad. clad. Right. And, you know, guys, too. The guys, you know, these guys aren't showing up with the real tight stuff on. You know, they're not doing that. You know, they they got to do that. There's yeah, an you audience. Have a tight out. scrubs, that's you know, real one. tight scrubs with these real tight, you know, <laughs> that's you know the shrink to fit kind of tights oh, and the shirts. You know, these guys that are real fit. Come on, these guys work. They're great physique. Let's see it. Come on, let's get it out. Let's see this stuff on these award shows.
2: That's I think, Ralph, I love that you're grasping the 21st century. And if you can't love the one you want, love the one you're
3: with. <laughs> love the welcome. one. You, love the one you see on TV. All
2: right, welcome to the open closet club. <laughs> I'm glad go. that you're with us, my friend. But I I, I think, <laughs> it's a real thing, and they they're gonna do something
3: are going to have to do something because those award shows, it's like, oh, people. In fact, I'm willing to bet, and, and Kristen, please correct me if, if I'm wrong. I think there's a, probably a greater viewership for the red carpet than there is for the show.
0: A hundred percent. And that is where the money is made for the show. Sure, there's advertising and commercials. But for the designers, yep. um, shoe designers, hair, makeup, this is where they all make their money. Just having, you know, Nicole Kidman walk down and say, I'm wearing Valentino. Mm-hmm. Boom! it's somewhere in the world, some woman who has fifty thousand dollars to buy a couture gown has bought that gown off of Nicole Kidman's body, essentially. Wow!
3: Oh, so so these are so are those gowns one of a kind?
0: Sometimes they are one of a kind, and other times they are from a runway collection that maybe was seen at you know Milan or Paris Fashion Week, that type of situation. And if they weren't able to to see it on the runway, and then they see it on a celebrity, they want it. And so sometimes they'll yeah. get the actual one that was on the celebrity's body because remember they're borrowing them just like Correct. everyone else is, or they will make another um, custom fit gown just like that for a really rich person somewhere around the world.
3: Fifty thousand dollars, nothing for a nice gown.
2: Fifty grand, you could 50, look like Beyonce 50 grand, next no week. Big deal. I mean,
0: I personally have worn gowns that are upwards of. 15 to 20 thousand dollars and i'm borrowing them myself and i'm like so you can imagine how elaborate they are on the celebrities
3: so when you wore when you have a a piece of of a garment that's like that is it is it really made well or is it uh, are the fabrics that spectacular or is there like a little or is it or is it like the, the the stuff off the sale rack at uh, at victoria's Nordstrom's. secret at victoria's <laughs> secret you know the, the last things are left does it have one of those like little like uh, you know monofilament nylon threads that's cut off at an angle and it sort of pokes you gives you a, a welt right where the, right where it rubs you the whole time you got it on no are are they comfortable
0: uh, they're not comfortable I will tell you in most cases they're very heavy there's a lot of hand really? beating and that's where a lot oh, of right. the it comes into play like a lot of the expense comes in with all the hand beading and stitching that they need to do the hours and hours of labor. Um, but if you have a lot of beading on a dress, which I did wear one year and I was like, it looked beautiful, but I was like, never again, it added 10 pounds to my body. And a lot of that beating and I had like a big beaded flower on my shoulder. <laughs> my, my shoulders wore it and so by the end of the night i was like oh my god it was like i had carried two ten t- uh, two ten pound dumbbells on my shoulders yeah, and those so went- i had to go for a massage the next day because i was my body was dying because you wear the gowns for like 16 hours yeah. when you're a reporter because you're on the red carpet at 10 a.m and you're there until 2 a.m
3: and and i, and I but on on the runway they only have that on for maybe two minutes
0: it's comfortable for two minutes. Yeah,
3: two minutes, two or three no, minutes. It's on the runway. It's there. And then it's peeled off and you got the next gown on you in a second. So,
0: And, yep. and I finally learned, like, after a couple of years of doing, like, the full award show season, I finally learned, like, you get there, um, you arrive in your UGG boots to keep your feet warm, <clears throat> right, right, right. you show up on the red carpet, you change into the heels that you're wearing, take amazing photos because your hair and makeup looks flawless early in the day, and then you take your shoes off. You put the UGG boots back on and you stay warm for the rest of it because it can get chilly in February in Los Angeles, especially if it's raining and you're outside in a strapless gown. So the best thing you can do is keep your feet warm. Nobody sees your feet and you'll be happy.
3: Isn't that something you never you never say. And the other thing you never see when they do the, the old Kodak Center, whenever you never saw what was out on the street. Because across the street from the Codex Center, what's it? What was it? What's it called now? It's something else. Across the street's a T-shirt shop, and then and every, kid,
2: every kid, two shops is a T-shirt shop. But, off but,
3: but but Cor- um, I mean,
0: Jimmy Kimmel's across the street from uh, the Dolby Theater okay. and the El Capitan, which is Disney's theater. So,
3: and then, then uh, Ripley's Believe It or Not is Kitty Corner. Yep. Right. Right. It's just sort of a seedy. It's just, man, it's a seedy area right there. But you never see that. Never see that part of it.
2: Well, speaking of award no, and shows...
0: No, oh, it's, it's in a mall, by the way. Yeah. Really, it's in a mall? They, just cover, they cover all the, the stores with right. um, red draping, so you think you're in someplace fancy. Yeah. Wow.
2: There's uh, news breaking off of TMZ. Louis C.K. and Dave Chappelle nominated for Grammys. Is Cancel Culture canceled? Ooh. Mm. Both grabbed Grammy noms. Despite their individual battles with Cancel Culture, a signal may be canceling people is on the wane. The Academy announced its picks Tuesday. Louis received a nom for Best Comedy Album and Chappelle for Best Spoken Word Album. Of course, Twitter was quick to react, mostly full of people who have had it up to here with cancel culture. One uh, user wrote, Louis C.K. just got nominated for a Grammy in case people wanted to keep clutching their pearls about the long-term effects of cancel culture. Another said, Only one Grammy nom each for Dave Chappelle, Kevin Hart, and Louis C.K. Cancel culture strikes again. What do you think of that, Kristen? I mean, you know, obviously it's been a big upturn in in entertainment world with all of these different things that are taking Uh. place in the cancel culture. Are we starting to see fatigue from cancel culture that you know people are going to? It's going we're going to slide back to where we were ten years ago.
0: I think that there has to be a balance in all of this because, first of all, we we saw some of the negative effects of cancel culture of people that. Made a mistake. They need to just take accountability for it, and th- then we need to move on. We don't need to, you know, dox them and and like threaten to kill them. There's, you know, we've seen some really extreme situations, but I do think that accountability culture is what we need to be doing and holding people accountable for what they're doing and choices they're making and how they're treating people. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, you know, Hollywood has tried to figure out ways, obviously within the unions, to create rules and to create better protections. Um, but, you know, am I running out to see a Louis C.K. show anytime soon? Nope. You know, and, th- and that's the way I can sit there and, and speak. I can speak with my dollar. But you know what? Was I ever going to see a Louis C.K. show before this? No.
3: Uh-uh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? No. But I probably won't watch a show with him because I just think it's just like it's just so gross what he did. Well, I- and um whatever you know but that becomes my personal choice and that's you know what it should be
3: but if someone like that who 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 did that and it was terribly gross and and just inappropriate and did it and so there's so many levels of um that you can put on that that if he says hey i don't do that anymore and he's not doing that anymore and he really is he doesn't he's not subjecting uh staff around him to that sort of display you know, if he's really if he's doing that, then would could, should, he, should he be forgiven or is, is he damn, or he or she damned forever?
0: Well, I think in his situation, if he's like, listen, I've really learned my lesson. This, these are the steps that I took yeah. to – and I think he talks about it in his stand-up, if I'm correct. I haven't gone to see a show, but I've read a couple articles. I believe that he has addressed it. Um, and I, I think Aziz Ansari is someone who has – confronted it head on. And I think a lot of people have kind of moved on from his situation where he had, he made someone on a date feel really uncomfortable. And he's like, wow, he goes, that really hit me hard. This is what I learned, talked about it, took the elephant out of the room and allowed people to move on. And I think that like, if you have learned your lesson and taken accountability for it, just say you have, don't do it again. And I think people, a lot of people will be able to move forward with you. Happened to
3: to me when I was a resident. I was on a I was on a service, and I'd gotten to the point, the habit of touching people, not inappropriately, but just touching them on the arm or some such sort of thing like that. And I and one of the one of the residents was with me, a woman, and she I don't know whether she was, was my level or low or above, I forget what, but I touched her and she said, "Don't do that." And when she said that, I go, oh, "Okay, I see your point. I see your yeah. point." You know, I said, and and I stopped doing that because I was not. Even though what I did was not in, I wasn't coming on to or anything like that, but it was the kind of thing that it was interpreted in a different way than I had hoped. And you just, you stopped doing it. So even people said But you
0: listened and learned. Yeah. That's, and that's exactly what it is. So it there are people who are going to listen and learn and go, oh my goodness, you're absolutely right. Won't do that again. And then you move forward with that. And then there's other people who are just going to do it again and not care That's and abuse right. their power. And those are the people I don't need to be dealing with.
3: They're called husbands and wives.
2: Oh, <laughs> with that, Justin, thank you for joining us today. It's been a pleasure. Uh, and uh, please stay safe and have a happy Thanksgiving out there.
0: Happy Thanksgiving to all of you. Happy Thanksgiving. All
2: right. Take care. Ralph, thanks a lot. Good to oh, see you in the studio.
3: my pleasure. See you next California.
2: week. Yeah. We'll be back uh, tomorrow filling in for Tom Bernard on the family, along with my wife, Cassie. We will be back with you tomorrow for everybody else. If you're off and uh, visiting family, we hope you have safe travels, and we'll talk to you again next week right here on the family.